Today we will look at plants with human-like root systems, such as mandrakes and valerian, which have magical properties attributed to them. Although it is widely accepted that plants evolve and adapt over time through natural selection, it is also possible that human intervention may have played a role in shaping the physical characteristics of certain plant species. This is particularly true in the cultivation and domestication of plants for food, medicine and other purposes. It is very likely that ancient herbalists and practitioners of magic and witchcraft intentionally selected and propagated plants with roots that resembled human limbs or even figures. This may have been done for a variety of reasons, including a belief in the plant's magical or medicinal properties, as well as a desire to create objects that had some symbolic or ritual significance. Thus the practice of cultivating mandrakes and other plants with human-like root systems has evolved over time as a result of these types of beliefs and practices. As humans selected and propagated plants with specific characteristics, those traits would become more common in subsequent generations, ultimately leading to the development of distinct plant varieties with human-like roots. However, its twisted and thick roots, which can grow several feet long, are highly sought after for the resemblance to a wrinkled human figure. While the plant is used in magical rituals, correct harvesting is crucial. The plant's humanoid appearance is part of what makes it so feared, but its contents are also dangerous, containing poisonous and potent compounds with hallucinogenic and depressive effects. Ingesting any part of this poisonous plant is a dangerous and foolish idea. Despite the risks, the mandrake plant remains a symbolically significant plant. In medieval Europe, harvesting mandrakes was surrounded by superstitions and rituals. According to folklore, the root of the mandrake plant was believed to be possessed by a demon, and those who attempted to harvest it risked being cursed or killed. To avoid the dangers associated with harvesting mandrakes, it was believed that certain precautions had to be taken. One method involved tying a dog to the plant and encouraging it to pull the root from the ground. Another account involved digging a trench around the plant and then using a curved knife to cut the root from a safe distance. The person performing the ritual would then tie a string around the root and attach the other end to the dog, which would be encouraged to run away pulling the root from the ground. Once the mandrake root was harvested, it was dried and stored in a cool, dark place. It was generally believed that the longer the root was stored, the more potent its magical properties would become. Today, mandrakes are harvested in a more scientific and controlled manner, with modern herbalists and botanists carefully digging up the plant without elaborate rituals or superstitions. However, the folklore surrounding the harvesting of mandrakes persists in some parts of the world and the plant remains a potent symbol of magic and mysteries. As for the actual magical uses of mandrakes, they can be traced back to ancient times and it has been mentioned in various texts from different cultures. The earliest known record of mandrakes was from the Old Testament in Genesis 30, 14 to 16. 
It is said that Reuben, the son of Jacob, brought his mother Leah some mandrakes from the field, which she used as a fertility aid. Dioscorides, an ancient Greek physician, wrote about mandrakes in his work De Materia Medica. He noted that mandrakes have sedative and narcotic properties and could be used to induce sleep or relieve pain. It has also been topically used to alleviate pain, treat digestive disorders and promote menstruation. Dioscorides considered mandrakes to be a highly useful and versatile plant in ancient medicine. In medieval Europe, mandrake was believed to have a wide range of magical properties. It was said to be able to cure diseases, ward off evil spirits and protect against witchcraft. The root was also believed to have a humanoid shape, which was seen as evidence of it having some magical properties. One of the most popular uses of mandrakes in medieval Europe was as a fertility aid. It was believed that consuming or carrying a mandrake root could increase a person's chance of conceiving a child. This root was also used in love potions, which was said to make the person who drank them more attractive to the opposite sex. In addition to the magical properties, mandrakes have also been used as painkillers and sedatives. It was often prescribed for women during childbirth, as it was believed to ease the pain and induce sleep. However, the plant is also very toxic and can be fatal if consumed in large quantities, which led to some unfortunate accidents in the past. Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa, the 16th century German magician, philosopher and occult writer, wrote extensively about the use of mandrakes in magic in his book, Three Books of Occult Philosophy. Agrippa described the various magical properties attributed to mandrakes, including their ability to grant good luck, increase wealth, and protect against evil spirits. He also noted that the root was believed to have a human-like form and was often used in the creation of talismans and amulets for magical purposes. According to Agrippa, Mandrakes are potent magical herbs that can be used in spells and rituals to summon spirits and demons, enhance one's psychic abilities and protect against evil forces. He believed that the mandrake had the power to open the gates of the invisible world and to reveal hidden knowledge. Agrippa recommended various ways of using mandrakes in magic, including carrying a piece of the root as a talisman, burning the root to create incense and making an oil or ointment from the root to anoint oneself for magical rituals. He also provided instructions for creating magical sigils or symbols using the root which could be used to invoke or control spirits. Overall, Agrippa saw the mandrake as a powerful tool for practicing magic and developing one's own spiritual abilities. He believed that the herb could help the practitioner gain knowledge and insight into the mysteries of the universe and that it was an essential ingredient in many magical practices. The doctrine of signatures is a concept that dates back to the Middle Ages and Renaissance period, which suggests that the appearance of a plant can provide clues to its healing properties. 
A mandrake is a plant that is often associated with this concept because of its human-like shape. So it was believed that the roots of the mandrake could resemble the shape of a human and therefore be used in medicine to treat ailments associated with specific body parts. For example, the root is believed to be helpful in treating infertility owing to its resemblance to the human form. Although the doctrine of signatures is no longer a widely accepted concept in modern medicine, it played an important role in the history of herbal medicine and the use of plants for healing purposes. In the 16th century book, The Discovery of Witchcraft, by Reginald Scott, mandrake is mentioned as a plant that was believed to have magical properties. The root of mandrake is reputed to be an excellent medicine and also to have great power in magic. The plant is considered to be sacred to the goddess Circe and is believed to have the power to heal wounds and cure diseases. In this book, Scott criticised the belief in the supernatural powers of mandrakes, including the idea that it screamed when it was uprooted, and noted that these beliefs were rooted in superstition rather than reality. He argued that the only danger associated with mandrakes is the possibility of poisoning from toxic berries. Scott's book was one of the earliest works to challenge popular beliefs in witchcraft and magic, and it played a role in the growing scepticism towards these practices in the early modern period. The mandrake plant is a native of the Mediterranean region. It was not common in damp, cool Britain. Therefore, fake mandrakes made from bryony roots were sold in the market as a substitute. The myth of the mandrake shriek was likely created to deter people from stealing the real mandrakes. However, by the 17th century, the belief in the power of mandrakes had declined as noted by John Gerard in his book Herbal. He criticised the ridiculous tales of the plant, which were propagated by old wives, fraudulent surgeons and quack doctors. Nevertheless, in the 19th century book, The Book of Forbidden Knowledge by Anonymous, the mandrake is mentioned as a plant that was believed to have the power to grant wishes. Take the root of the mandrake and shape it into the form of a man. Then write your wish on a piece of parchment and place it in the mouth of the mandrake. Bury the mandrake in the ground and leave it there for three days and three nights. When you dig it up, your wish will be granted. During the late 19th century, scientists identified the active chemical in the mandrake plant as mandragorine, which was later confirmed to be a mixture of alkaloids. These alkaloids are potent chemicals with various effects on the body, including hallucinogenic and sedative properties. Although mandrakes were once highly valued for their medicinal properties, the discovery of these alkaloids allowed chemists to create similar substances in the laboratory, rendering the plant-based drugs obsolete. As a result, references to the mandrake and pharmacopoeias became very scarce and the plant became just another botanical specimen. Despite this, the rich mythology and history surrounding the mandrake continues to captivate people to this day. So let's look at other plants with human-like roots. There are many examples of plants with human-like roots used in stories and historical accounts throughout human history. The following are some examples. Ginseng. 
In traditional Chinese folklore, ginseng is often associated with longevity and is believed to possess magical properties that could confer immortality or great strength. In the story of the white snake, a young man called Xiuxing accidentally ingests a piece of the ginseng root and gains the ability to see through illusions and the true nature of things. Valerian. In medieval Europe, Valerian was believed to have magical properties that could ward off evil spirits and was used in a variety of rituals and spells. In the 16th century, the famous herbalist John Gerard wrote that the powder of the root of Valerian put into the shoes comforteth and make the feet lusty and lively. Yams. In traditional African medicine, Yam has been used for centuries to treat a wide range of ailments, including respiratory infections, digestive disorders, and menstrual problems. In many West African cultures, yams are also associated with fertility and are often used in fertility rituals and ceremonies. But let's go back to ginseng. In traditional Chinese folklore, ginseng has a long history of being associated with longevity, strength, and immortality, and is believed to have potent magical properties that could confer great power on those who consume it. It was often used in rituals and ceremonies to increase physical strength and mental acuity and to improve overall health and vitality. Ginseng is also believed to have spiritual and magical properties that could ward off evil spirits and is often carried as a talisman or amulet to protect against negative energies in some cases, it was believed to have the power to raise the dead or grant wishes. In addition to its spiritual and magical uses, ginseng has been used for divination and fortune-telling. It is often consumed or burned as an incense during divination rituals and is believed to enhance psychic abilities and aid in the interpretation of omens and signs. Currently, Ginseng is primarily used for its medicinal purposes as an adaptogen which helps the body cope with stress and promotes overall well-being. Now let's look at valerian. In medieval Europe, valerian was believed to have magical properties that could ward off evil spirits and was used in a variety of rituals and spells. It is commonly used in love spells and is believed to help bring couples closer together. Valerian is also believed to have protective qualities and has been used in various protective charms and talismans. For example, it was sometimes placed under a pillow to prevent nightmares or hung in the home to ward off evil spirits. In some cases, it is burned as an incense to purify the air and to protect against negative energy. In addition, valerian was sometimes used in divination and was believed to enhance psychic abilities and help with prophetic dreams. It is often combined with other herbs such as mugwort and chamomile to create a potent mixture for inducing prophetic dreams and visions. Valerian root was commonly used by witches in medieval Europe as an ingredient in various magical potions and spells. The root is believed to possess sedative and calming properties and is often used to induce sleep or relaxation in those who consume it. Valerian was also thought to be effective in warding off evil spells and protecting against dark magic. Witches would use valerian roots in various ways, such as brewing them into teas or tinctures, 
burning them as incense or carrying them on their person as a protective amulet. Overall, the Valerian root played an important role in medieval witchcraft and was highly valued for its purported magical properties. There are a few references to the use of Valerian in spells and witchcraft. For example, in the 17th century book, The Discovery of Witches by Reginald Scott, Valerian is mentioned as one of the ingredients used in a charm to ward off evil spirits. Take rue, wormwood and valerian and put them under the threshold of thy door and under thy bed and thou shalt be secure from all evil. In the 18th century book, The Long-Hidden Friend by John George Homan, valerian is mentioned as an ingredient in a charm to ward off witches. Take a little valerian root, make it into a tea and sprinkle it about the room and thou wilt drive witches away. Maybe they don't like the taste of valerian tea. <laughs> I don't know. In the 16th century book, the Book of Oberon, valerian is listed as an ingredient in a spell to summon spirits. Then take a vessel of lead and put therein valerian and let it dry in the sun nine days and then say the pater noster over it and ask what thou wilt and thou shalt have thy desire. In the 19th century book, The Occult Sciences, a compendium of transcendental doctrine and experiment, Valerian is listed as an herb that can be used to promote prophetic dreams. Valerian is used for the production of prophetic dreams, which come in the shape of an apparition or in some other symbolic forms. In the 20th century book, The Witch's Garden by Harold Roth, Valerian is listed as an herb that can be used to promote relaxation and calmness during meditation. Valerian has a long history of use in herbal medicine, particularly as a sedative and sleep aid. It can also be used to help promote relaxation and calmness during meditation or other spiritual practices. So, these examples suggest that Valerian has been used for various magical and spiritual purposes throughout history, including divination, spirit summoning, and meditation. So, onto the root shape. Valerian roots are often described as human-like in shape. Although this is not true for all the specimens, some Valerian roots have been observed to have a vaguely humanoid shape, with a thick, gnarled main root, which branches out into thinner, finger-like protrusions. The roots can be quite large and have a pale, fleshy appearance that some might associate with human skin. However, it's important to note that the resemblance between the valerian roots and human body parts is largely subjective and varies depending on the observer. Some people might see a resemblance between valerian roots and other objects such as animals or natural formations. The human-like appearance of valerian roots is more of a cultural association than a biological fact. Which brings us to the obvious question. Did the development of human-like shapes in plant roots such as ginseng, valerian, yam and Jerusalem artichokes likely occur through the process of natural selection? Plants are subjected to selective pressures in their environment which can shape their physical form and traits over time. In some cases, the roots of these plants may have evolved to resemble human shapes to adapt to their environment. For example, plants with twisted or contorted root systems may be better to anchor themselves in loose or rocky terrain. Roots that are shaped like a human body or limbs may be better suited 
from penetrating hard or compact soil, allowing the plant to access water and nutrients that would otherwise be inaccessible. In addition, some studies suggest that human-like shapes and plant roots may also be linked to the presence of certain phytochemicals which could be responsible for the development of these shapes. Ginseng contains compounds called ginsenocytes, which have been shown to affect root growth and development. Overall, the development of human-like shapes in plant roots is likely the result of a combination of environmental pressures and genetic factors that have influenced the evolution of these plants over time. It is also possible that the development of human-like shapes in plant roots is due to human selection rather than natural selection. Humans have selectively bred plants for thousands of years to develop new varieties with desired traits, such as larger fruits or more vibrant flowers. So if humans selectively bred plants with root systems resembling human forms, this could have influenced the evolution of these plants over time. For example, if ancient herbalists noticed that roots shaped like human bodies were particularly effective in treating certain ailments, they may have selectively bred plants with these types of roots. This could have resulted in the development of plants with increasingly human-like roots. However, there is little evidence suggesting that humans actively selected for plants with human-like shapes. In most cases, plant breeders have focused on selecting traits that are directly related to agricultural productivity, such as yield or disease resistance. Although, there may be some anecdotal evidence of herbalists and traditional healers selectively breeding plants for certain medicinal properties, it is unlikely that this has been a significant driver of the evolution of human-like roots. Furthermore, the development of human-like shapes in the plant roots is not unique to plants cultivated by humans. Many wild plants also have root systems that resemble human forms, suggesting that these shapes are more likely to be the result of natural selection than of human selection. Overall, although it is possible that humans have played a role in shaping the evolution of plant roots with human-like forms, it is more likely that these shapes are the result of natural selection and the influence of environmental factors. While some of the traditional uses of these plants may have been based on empirical observations of their effects, others may have been influenced by beliefs in magical or spiritual properties. However, it is important to note that these beliefs are often culturally specific and may not be shared across different regions or cultures. Furthermore, many traditional uses of these plants have not been scientifically validated and their effectiveness in treating certain ailments remains a subject of ongoing research. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.